Hello and welcome to the Imaginal Podcast. This is a place where we protect and explore what we need to actualize our uniqueness. And like the caterpillar who carries its butterfly blueprint in its imaginal cells all the way to the chrysalis and then melts into liquid before it transforms, we too have an inner knowing that can tell us how to make our wings. Hey, it's Sauce. Welcome back to the podcast. How are you? How is everything? I just want to send my warmest, truest wishes for you as you enter into this winter season or summer season, depending on where you live and whatever that means for you this season of time. I just wish you well and am grateful that we get to connect as always. And so today we're going to talk about self-imposed limitations, or we will sometimes refer to them as soul limitations. And okay, so what does that mean? Self-imposed limitations. And I say that without putting on a whole bunch of guilt or accusatory weight. It's more just a curious question, I think, for all of us to consider are there ways that you have kept a limitation on yourself, whether that's the way you live or the way you express yourself or really anything? Because sometimes you only know what you know. So how do you know if it's limiting? That's what we're going to look at today. How do you even identify that there is a limitation in your mind or in your belief system or in your perspective? And Once you identify it, how do you begin to question the possibility of thinking differently or allowing your life to be expressed differently or more immensely? And so, yes, it's a really intriguing topic and I think also has the possibility of bringing some freedom and who knows, who knows where this path could lead. And I've asked Dan Loney to come on to talk about it. It actually will be a three-part discussion. And the whole idea of speaking about this came from a conversation that we had when we shared a dinner together. And Dan and I have known each other for, gosh, maybe nearly 20 years. And so we have had incredible talks along the ways at different times in our lives. And we've been friends for a long time. Dan is a licensed marriage and family therapist specializing in identity work and also helps people through areas of stuckness. I think we have some overlap in the work we do while he brings a therapeutic component and I bring a coaching component, which is different in ways and has some sameness in ways. But I think also we just find ourselves in deep conversation in general. And I just think he brings the most interesting hybrid of professional expertise and personal contemplation. He is someone who is very self-aware. He's incredibly deep. He notices complexities. He's very attuned to people. And he is also just a wonderful communicator. And again, this is a three-part conversation. And I would invite you to just consider what might be your own personal limitations. And again, not saying that in an accusatory way, but more just in a relatable way, as we all try to understand ourselves and each other better. 
And on that note, I might also add that it is such rich territory to know that we are all so different, and we're in different seasons of our lives, probably. And inherent in that would be that Dan and I only bring our own lives to this discussion. We start to contemplate in the third part the whole idea of privilege, because just in having access to these podcasts and the phones or computers to listen to them, as well as the equipment to record them indicates a certain amount of privilege. And so as we consider our personal limitations, I am also interested in how we can contribute to society and how we can broaden our understanding of each other. So yes, as you listen to this, I really honor wherever you are in the world and wherever you are in life and just thank you for the beautiful uniqueness that you are. Okay, here's my conversation with Dan about self-imposed limitations. I hope you enjoy it. Hey, everyone. I'm here with Dan Loney. Hey, everyone. Dan and I had maybe the best ramen that I've ever had last night. It was definitely the best I've ever had. I feel like... I, we, we got to, Dan and I live how, maybe a little over a couple hours away from each other with no traffic, but maybe four hours away with traffic because Los Angeles. Yeah. And I'm in San, San Diego. Diego. And, um, so we met halfway and Dan found this incredible ramen place. And I know we're off topic, but this is the origin story of this topic. If you're in the Orange County area, we will link it in the show notes. Yes. Yeah. It's in Costa Mesa. It was amazing. I know. I know. <laughs> my gosh. Well, yeah, I'm trying not to go off topic too long on it. But Dan, like, what did you love about it? It was the most unique flavors. And you could just taste the love and the quality. It was and even the the spiciness, it was perfect spiciness. It was like built into the soup. Oh, and then we had karage and gyoza. And it was it was also good. It was incredible. I felt like it was like the ones that I've had in Tokyo before, but also even more unique in its own way. Yes, Like, I feel like that broth was simmering for 45 weeks. Yes. Yeah. And the chef's sweat (laughs) was like baked in there. (laughs) It was fat, fatty (laughs) sweat. (laughs) (laughs) That must have been it. And if if I could, they've got uh, so many options with the noodles. You can go soft, yes. medium, or firm, and you can choose wavy noodles or straight noodles. It yes. like come on, and you get chicken. There's a whole. You get pick your type of broth. Yes, and you can even get the swirl of like two broths mixed together, and there's a whole ordering sheet where you like highlight all the bits. Yes, it's incredible. Ugh. It's really good, and it's it's not it's not even it's well. The menu had, now we're really getting off topic, but the characters of the people on the menu were also a big selling point. Yeah, they had characters, like cartoon characters and facial expressions. Like the first step was a guy that was pondering, what should I order? And it just kept going from there. We we ordered one based on the smile size of the person eating next to the choice. And so at this ramen restaurant, Dan and I started plumbing the the depths of different ideas. And there was something that he 
share that really struck a deep chord in me. And I've been thinking about it, as I sort of mentioned briefly in a, a minute ago. And it's the idea of self-imposed limitations. And Dan shared a few reflections. And I also have been thinking about it, texting my sister a little bit about different things. And so today, we're going to start a short series on when we might impose limitations on ourselves, either knowingly or unknowingly, and why that might be. And also, should we question those? So Dan, I was really impacted by what you shared last night about how perhaps your childhood experience and your ideas around finances that may have formed in your family could impact the ways that you see finances now, both professionally or personally, and how that might have an impact. Wondering if you could share a little bit about that. Yeah, I, I would love to. And with uh, the self-imposed limitations, and it, I, I think everyone knows it's not just about finances. This goes into every area of life and how, how we grew up and uh, who we were around and what was deemed as normal or not normal. They 100% impact us now. And yeah, we could talk for hours, I mean, days about this. <laughs> um, and I, I'm still, I e even me being a, a therapist, I've done tens of thousands of like hours of introspective work. I'm still uncovering the extent of this and still realizing uh, it. And I, I would say, especially... Uh, when I transitioned to doing private practice, and now I'm dictating kind of how much I make, it I've really had to think about this. And yeah, as the new year rolls around, I, I usually update or I make rate adjustments just based on inflation and uh, if I've acquired new skills and all that. But yeah, so it, it's really gotten me thinking on what am I worth, what my value is. And this is actually, it's not just with finances. This is kind of a, a life theme for me of trying to shake everything up and trying to really see what I truly crave uh, and almost a balance of what I crave and what I feel is right. And then really trying to press into uh, almost this realm that I don't even know exists yet of what my soul wants to expand into. Um, for example, before when I had a salaried position and then I switched over to private practice, that was a big thing because I started to make more per hour, even though I didn't have clients to start off with. And that really challenged my perception of what I was worth. And I'll say it really felt uncomfortable charging triple digits to a, a client uh, for an hour session. But then after a while, it's like, oh, no, that's, I'd say it took about six months. But then it's like, oh, that's, that's what I'm really worth. And if I were to go back to my previous state, that would feel incongruent with where I would be at. Yeah, I've been thinking about my childhood and I have uh, reached my max or I've, I've pushed through all the barriers that were set in my family as far as education, like getting a master's. I think as far as earning potential, I'm probably at the highest of my family. And I'm pretty content with that. And I, I have a full caseload, a, a good amount of uh, full fee clients. So I'm, I'm pretty content with that. I live, I live a good life. But then I've been thinking, why is where I'm at 
not just the new normal, but like where I'm stopping potentially, because I know other people around me, other therapists, they're, they're pushing into different areas. And then I have other therapist friends where they can't get themselves to charge a certain amount of money, or they can't get themselves to do private practice, even though they want to do that, because there, there are certain self-imposed limitations. And we all have this to some degree. <laughs> totally. there, there's self-imposed limitations. And then I look at my self-imposed limitations of why can't I, what we'll say, lead seminars? Or like for me, it almost just wouldn't feel right to charge people outside of an hourly rate. But then I'm sure if you talk with people, uh, and Sauce, I'm sure you know a lot of people where uh, they don't get uh, money by the hour, they get it in different revenue streams, and it's more of a, a global, like there's no cap on it. Mm-hmm. And for them, when they've reached that, that's the new normal that they never thought. So yeah, I'm kind of at, I feel like I'm at my edge or my uh, my self-imposed limitations in a lot of different ways. And I, I'm starting to nudge against these and see what feels true to me. And also, how come things don't feel true to me? Yes, I, I this is so intriguing to me. And Money is, uh, like you said, it's just mm-hmm. one aspect. And But the reason I think it's an interesting thing to start with or to think about is because it's it's really clear. Like, you can feel it. It's very palpable. Yep. This is the ceiling. This is why I'm charging this. This is why I'm not charging this. It feels uncomfortable. All those things. And I might just, you know, as we just always like to throw in so many complexities in this podcast, I might also throw in just a side note to say that that doesn't mean that I, I know you, you probably already all assume this about Dan, but he is not someone who takes advantage of people or who's trying to step on people to earn money. It's not that it's not about earning money at the expense of other people. And like capitalism, I think has its drawbacks and that there's a lot of inequity in capitalism. And so I know both of us are very, have a heart for for coaching and for therapy to be accessible. But we're using this financial idea because it's so clear that there's a worth element associated. So there, it would be different for you to choose to charge less for, let's say, an unhoused client or something like that, or to do something pro bono compared to being afraid to charge something because there was a ceiling or a worth element tied to it. And Dan, I was really interested in when you were talking about this area, this realm that you don't even know what exists beyond that realm. And curious as to how you know when you have hit a self-imposed limitation and how you would even think to go into a farther realm. I think for me, there are some self-imposed limitations. And I say that even though I don't even know what they are. Mm. <laughs> because I do think that they're hard to identify sometimes. It's like that a fish doesn't know what's in water sometimes. Totally. So, yeah. I wonder if you could share how you know when there is a limitation, how you become aware of it to know there's an extra realm out there that you can explore. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll touch on that in a second. I wanted to, to go back to something you spoke about, which I think is so uh, interesting where sauce, we're both in healing professions. So there's another layer on top of like, what should we be charging? Because the 
original idea of getting in the profession wasn't to make a killing or anything like that. Like, right. That, that was the, like a non thought for me at all. Me too. Um, so yeah, that's also kind of a, another self-imposed limitation of, well, how come I can't charge a certain amount and yeah, does does a healing profession, should there be a different type of a cap? Because um, I'll say I also get squeamish. I, I just spoke with a soon-to-be therapist and they were they, they haven't even chosen a, a grad school program. But yeah, they were already talking about money and yeah, like vacation potential and all this stuff, which are 100% viable questions. Um, and it was making me question, because I, I haven't taken an extended vacation in a while. It made me question the validity of them getting in the profession at all. And I, I know, uh, yeah, certain mm. people, they, they come into, uh, and this wasn't this person, but they come into a therapeutic profession and their goal is actually to make a ton of money. And oh. yeah, I, I have a, a judgment against that. And then I have to question myself of, <laughs> well, why, why am I judging that? Like, where does that come from with me? And how has that also inhibited me from maybe reaching my full potential? I'm not even talking about money at all here. It's full right. potential in my own professionalism because there's also the other reality. And I think uh, a lot of listeners know this reality. When you start charging more money, or this could even be a salaried position, when you get more money, there's more pressure on you to have a better product and to push yourself. Um, so how have I been holding myself back in and, and the relation with finances as well? And this oh. also, yeah. <laughs> no, go, 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 go on. Well, and this also uh, goes into the last question you asked of kind of how do you know when you've reached a soul limitation? And I'll say I'm still discovering that within myself, uh, but in part, and this isn't just with finances. I know when I start getting bored mm -hmm. and I'm not being creative and I'm not pushing myself, then I've reached a soul limitation. And I've I've been in a season of that, I'd say the last three months or so of kind of, I'd say it's my most unambitious season of life where I feel like I'm going through the motions. And yeah, that's where I'm, I'm starting to refigure out so many different parts of my life. Um, so yeah, when I'm not feeling... I don't like to use the word motivated, but more so not excited about certain things. I think that's an opportunity for me to, to start stepping in to different areas. Oh, that's so really interesting. What does that feel like for you? Do you feel it embodied or is it? So also, I want to caveat that too, because I, I could also be in a season of extreme frustration. And that mm -hmm. is also my soul telling me wait a second, like we're, we're reaching, like there, there's something else that's going on here. We might need a pivot. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, for me, anger and frustration is kind of a repressed emotion. So I think it's actually linked there where when, when I start, I'll say this for myself, when I start making dumb mistakes or I'm going through the motions or I'm getting sloppy with my practice or uh, let's say therapeutically, I'm kind of just, I'm, I'm doing the same stuff. And yeah, I'm just getting a little bored with it. Um, 
that's that's a time for me to start stepping in. It can be the same with uh, I, I do a lot of different workouts as well. When I'm just going through the motions with that, and I show up to the gym, and I don't have a particular goal in mind, uh, that to me is signaling, okay, I need my my body is ready for a pivot. And it doesn't even mean uh, I need to do more weight or something like that. It's I might need to choose something completely different to challenge myself. Oh, that's interesting. So would you say that you're sort of, am I getting this right, that you would be approaching that limitation or that's a sig- that's signaling to you that you have reached some sort of limitation and you're just riding along with it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When I start getting bored and unexcited and I, <laughs> so on the surface though, to, to other people, it still might look like a quality product um, and yeah, I, I can get compliments for it. But if I'm not feeling inspired, what we'll say also, if, if I'm not having a vision for the future, likely I've kind of tapped out where I'm at. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's interesting because there is no realm above. There is no like, I, I'm sort of going back to phraseology mm-hmm. from before, but that is fascinating. Oh, I want to tap into this. I wonder if maybe we can do this next week tap a little bit more into like what you do when you hit that place or you recognize it and some what the pivot might look like maybe yeah Um, can we come back and talk about that next week yeah i would love to yeah this is so this is so fascinating i i feel like we've really like kind of opened up a lot of things do you have any last words for the listener right now and then we'll come back and sort of round it out a little bit more yeah. And I also want to give a disclaimer where I feel like sauce, you always catch me when I'm in something. Yeah. This isn't that I figured out anything. It's more, I feel like I'm in it. And I feel like a lot of listeners would resonate with that where they're in something. And I think that's kind of the hard thing. It's hard to see what reality is when you're in something. So this could be you're in a relationship or you're like in, in like a job situation could be a living situation and you don't know what to do and you don't even know if there's a problem with it. Uh, So yeah, I feel like that's kind of where I'm at starting to to shift and come out of. So I would say to the, the listener, definitely don't be discouraged with being in it. Um, That is actually where you can start to gain some traction and it's actually by sitting in the the it and i'll go into that and and kind of some of my process with that in a little bit oh that's perfect thank you yeah i would just say also to the listener that i know we sort of opened up a lot of complexities and we want to just acknowledge that each of us have such a interesting layered history as well as so many things in our present that would be so unique to us. And so I guess what we're trying to show or what we're trying to talk about is when is it that we have somehow lived underneath a limitation that we might not even have known was there? And maybe it came from our childhood. Maybe it came from just what was the norm when we were growing up. Maybe it became the norm in your young adult years or who knows where it came from, a a paradigm from a group that you were in or whatever. And not to disrespect any of those things, but to just question 
if any of those things aren't serving you so well anymore. It's so much more than that. But I guess we would just say, like, maybe this week, if we all could just think about when are those times that we unquestionably live under a limitation that we might not want to live under. So, um, Dan, I'm really excited to have you back next week to, to sort of dig into that. But what you brought up today, I think, is allowing you, like me, as just like last night, allowing me to start thinking about what is it that I am sort of just not excited about or I, I put a cap on and going through the motions or not like you were just saying, you know, where, where I'm, I'm bored or something. And so thank you for bringing this. And I cannot wait till we dive back in. Where can people find you if they want to connect with you in the meantime? Yeah, thanks, Sauce. Uh, yeah, just my website. It's danlonetherapy.com. That'd be the easiest way. Okay. Thank you, everyone, for being with us. And Dan, we're going to have to maybe give, if anyone remembers, like we, I think it was around this time last year that we, not that this time, that we, we offered a Denny's. We offered the Denny's. <laughs> so um, we don't know what we're going to be offering. Maybe a ramen. There could be Maybe some offerings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, everyone. Have a great week. Yeah. Thank you, everyone.